0: Kudu here. Listen to safari. Bits and bites from the bush. Wilderness wise with eco-training. Afternoon everybody. I'm Bruce Lawson. I'm an instructor for eco-training in South Africa in the far northern Cougar National Park. Um, And the topic we wanted to discuss this afternoon was talking about tracking and um, tracks of animals and trailing animals so actually looking for them and finding them but before we can actually talk about the animal tracks and the trailing of the animal we have to know what we're looking at now if you think of animal tracks on the ground by the time you see those tracks the animals have obviously gone so you're looking at history and if you read a newspaper you're generally reading history because it's already happened or somebody's going to predict what is going to happen in the future which most of the time when you read again it wasn't like that to start with so tracking is reading a little bit of time in history now the bush is very much like urban surroundings in that there are pathways and there are routes that animals use especially close to things that are important to them, like water, so for us that would be the pubs, and feeding grounds, so the shopping centers. So we have lovely roads that take us to those places, animals have pathways that take them to those places, and the, the deeper and the broader the pathways, the more they use those routes to get there, and the more tracks of animals you will find along those pathways. Now. Animals' feet can be broadly broken down into three different foot structures. Now if you take a human's foot structure for instance, we are what is known as plantigrade. Now if you just plantigrade, what is plantigrade? We plant our whole foot on the ground. So we put our heel on the ground and we roll it all the way to our toes and we off. That is pretty much all your primates have got a plantigrade foot structure. So out here, in South Africa, we're looking at things like your baboons, your monkeys, your bush babies and your humans, okay? In Africa, gorillas, um, bears, they're all plantigrade through, through the rest of the world. That is plantigrade, so whenever you see a whole hand on the ground, that's going to be a plantigrade foot structure, which is generally your primates. So if you know that, you can, you can narrow it down to the, that small group of animals. And then you get what is known as digit grade. Um, now digit grade is that and that set of animals or group of animals I should say that walk on the tips of their toes. Now don't mix that up with walking on your nails, so it's not on hooves, it's actually on your tips of your toes. So if you look at things like your cats and your dogs and your mongoose, they all walk on their digits. they're all walking on the tips of their toes and they've got a pad in the middle which is just a fatty very sensitive pad in the middle but it's got nothing to do with the actual ends of their fingers and their toes they're walking on those that is made for stealth okay made to be very very quiet so those are the animals that are generally your hunters okay your cats your dogs your mongoose those kind of that sort of group of animals Then you get your ungulates, okay? So your ungulate animals are all the animals with hooves. So animals that have hooves, which is generally built for speed, okay, to get away from the predators. The predators walking on their toes is for stealth, very quiet so they can creep up and they're not noisy. The hoofed animals are the ones that need to get away as quickly as possible. Now you get different kind of hoofed animals, you get the ones with single hoofs or odd toed, like a zebra, and then you get those uh, rhino has got three toes, and then you get all of those with even. So, you get all the cloven hoofed animals um, your impala, giraffe is one of them, buffalo, uh, and then also if you, your hippopotamus, has got four toes. So, all your antelope species have got hooves, um, your pigs have all got hooves as well. So roughly that is what your animal tracks can be broken down into so when you're driving along on a dirt road and you look out your car and you see whoa what is this and there's almost like a hand footprint you know straight away you go into the group that's going to be primates because somebody has put their hand or their whole foot on the ground so you know it's that and then you can look for certain things in that group of tracks that are going to show you what species of animal that is in that, in that family, in that group if it's a hoof, you know, oh I must look if it's got two hooves, so it's a cloven hoofed animal or if it's just one hoof then you know it's either a zebra or it's going to be one of the cloven hoofed species of animals and if it's a dog or a cat you're going to see toes you might see claw marks if it's part of the dog family if it's part of the cat family you're not going to see claw marks Cat family, the tracks tend to be more round. The back pad of the of the animal has got like a W, okay, a W shape. It's got three lobes, where all your dogs have only got two lobes at the back of the track. So immediately, once you you recognise that it's got toes and a back pad, and you know that I must look for claw marks, or I must look for two lobes at the back, you can distinguish between a cat and a dog straight away and that's really really basic tracking and anybody can do that and if you get any book on tracks it will show you all of that as well getting down to actually trailing animals that is a totally different story altogether because trailing you not only need to know what the track is and what the track of that well obviously you have got to know what animal you're tracking but you need to know things about that animal as well. So the more intimate you are in your knowledge of that animal, the easier it is going to be for you to track. I always laugh when I when I see movies and you see the tracker looks at the ground and he says, Oh, there we are, ten past six. That is really difficult unless you've seen the animals' tracks that are on top of those tracks that you are trailing and you know that and you saw that animal at ten past six. you know exactly what time it is so it's very difficult and trackers generally work in six hour periods they go okay this is fresh which means yes if we follow it we're gonna find it or yeah this is last night it's not so fresh still looks fresh but it's more than six hours ahead of us so it's gonna be very difficult to follow there are many ways to check the freshness of the track and the easiest way um, and the most logical way is when you do see a track and you think it's relatively fresh you can put your foot next to the track or push your hand into the sand next to the track and you compare yours because you know when that went in there to what the track looks like and then you're going to see the definition on the tracks so the rims of the tracks, are they still very sharp or have the sides started falling in can you see the venation because the bottom of the pads of animals feet are like our fingerprints, they've got their own markings on the bottom. If you can see that, still see that and it's crisp, that is very, very fresh. In the mornings, when there's a little bit of dew on the ground, or not even if there's any any dew on the ground, there will be a different colour because the temperature in the evening is cooler. So there's a thin little layer of moisture, not enough to even get your feet wet. However, if you push on the ground, you flatten that moisture or you take that moisture away, and you can see the different colour in the track compared to the ground on the outside, then you know but hang on, the coldest part of the morning was half an hour before the sun rose so that's, the animal came after that because that's when this moisture would have formed so then you, you have that also if you know the nocturnal species you can see, okay here's an elephant track that I think is very fresh but on top of it, there's a genet track Janet being a little, a little cat that is only nocturnal. It only comes out at night. Then you go, oh, okay, it's 9 o'clock in the morning now. That Janet track is on top of that elephant track. So that means that track is at least four hours old. So there you can, you can deduce that. Um, or you see a nocturnal track and there's no other track on top of it and they are, or they have been in parlor in the area then you know that track hasn't been touched by these animals over here so that animal has just walked through you so it's not necessarily you look at the track and you see the time in the back pad there's no clock there to tell you when it was but you're using a whole lot of other information to get that track so as a tracker and as a skillful tracker you're never just looking at the one track you're always compiling and you're always getting as much evidence as you can from the surrounding area Um, to look at one track and be able to tell everything about that animal very difficult you've got to look at different tracks you've got to bring in all the information that you can gather from around that area a to help you identify what the track is but b to give you a bit of a story of what is going on with that animal and to be able to tell you the time when that animal came through That's why I said telling the exact time when that animal was there unless you've seen the animal there at that time, very, very difficult. That's generally how tracking works. You live in an urban environment, so the young people didn't want to be there. Whereas now, over the last 20 years, that whole perception has been able to change and you're getting more and more and more of the local people going on these courses either through eco training or one of the other training providers in South Africa and Africa to learn that skill of tracking again and there are some phenomenal young trackers out there now who are really really good but tracking like anything you've got to actually spend time on the ground if you stop practicing you know you can lose you can lose the skill you won't ever lose the knowledge but you can lose the skill like riding a bicycle you won't ever not know how to ride a bicycle once you've ridden it but you aren't going to be able to do those double somersaults forever unless you practice them all the time same thing with tracking you know the more you get out there and the more you practice the better you get get out get your knees dirty get your hands dirty look at those tracks get the tracking books and it opens up a whole new world for everybody out there being out in the bush everybody makes the mistake of thinking that they're going to come to Africa, bang, we're going to see the Big Five, we're going to see big animals, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And as a guide, it makes it very difficult and sometimes soul-destroying when the only thing people want to see is the Big Five all the time. They're not prepared to even contemplate thinking about the smaller things, tracks, for instance. Now, if you are a skillful tracker and... A dedicated and skillful guide, you can create a picture, you can create a story from the tracks that you're seeing on the ground that your guests are going to leave that experience more fulfilled than if they had just seen that animal. They're going to know more about the animal because you can tell them exactly what that animal is doing when it's walking, why it walked like us, it was looking left so let's go to the left and have a look and ah this this leopard that was walking here I looked over here because yeah, you can see 50 meters away he has impala tracks so they were impala here so this leopard while it was walking I had a look at those impala and off it went you can create that in such a way that people almost see those animals without the animals really being there and that is the joy of getting out there and walking in the natural environment Rather than doing the Jurassic Park, let's sit in the vehicle and drive through it and, and look at it from the, from the inside. So, encourage people, I encourage people, to get out there, put on your walking shoes, go walk in the local park. If you've got access to nature reserves, to forests, to come to Africa, to come to the reserves and do stuff like that, absolutely awesome, but you must go for a walk. And you must look at tracks. That is an absolute given. If you don't do that, you're missing out on half the experience. For more audio safaris, visit kuduhere.com.